The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. You have tuned once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish promote and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, I think we're actually quite sure that you have already been awakened. I think what we're trying to do is turn up the light a little bit here, kind of a cosmic rheostat, you know, one of those tu- tuning fork or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I, I, last week we, we indicated that we had moved, moved away from our focus on the false teachings, and instead... We're talking about healing the heart, and in today's show, we're going to be talking about healing the heart to various facets of love. These would be joy, gratitude, compassion, courage, forgiveness. And I think we'll start with joy. I think that joy is kind of a goes hand in hand with love, and it's good, I think it's a good place to start. What do you think? It is. You know, I was I was reading the other day about the world's oldest woman, and uh, <laughs> this is 122 or something. Whoa. Was, was in, part of Russia. Anyway, this is kind of sad. She said, I've never had a happy day in my life. <laughs> you know, and I was reading that to my daughter. I said, you know, how can you get to be 122 and never have a happy day in your life? It doesn't mean life is easy, oh but you have to recognize joy and happiness and the presence of God. You know, whether it's a sunset, a rainbow, or a smile, or an elemental, or whatever, it's all around us. The joy is all around us. And that's not a denial of the pain of this planet or the hurt or the loss or the grief. It doesn't deny all that. But joy is present. And so because it is the nature of God, then we need to appreciate it and be it and, and manifest it. And again, it's not just a false joy where you pretend everything's wonderful when <laughs> right. it's not. Um, but it's it's coming from within, from the heart, which we're talking about it's a joy of love, of light, of creation, of all the blessings we have. So joy is there. We know the pain's there. Everyone knows yes. that. But also the joy is there as well. Wasn't there a concept we used not long ago calling joy the motor of life? Indeed it is. Yeah. yeah it keeps people moving. It keeps people and, moving. you know, I, I think uh, Gautama Buddha, of course, who has the office of the Lord of the World, is sort of the hierarchy, if you will, of planet Earth these days, his... Um, Keynote, musical keynote, is Ode to Joy. Yes. And so, and you can see that it's from Beethoven Ninth. you know, the power of that Ode to Joy. You know, Beethoven didn't have an easy life either. No. As we know, we studied it. He had lots of problems. But look what came through him. Oh. The joy. But anyway, I started to talk about Gautama Buddha has taught us he walks the earth. He sees what's going on. He knows the pain, the loss, and the grief of people. But he has that joy in his aura, not as a denial of the pain of the people, but to help them and to comfort them and to strengthen them. So joy is a quality that's out there, and don't you dare live to be 122 and not embrace it at some point. No kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I think we can conceive of the heart as being an engine that's fueled by love and therefore fueled by joy. And it's a choice, I think what you're saying too, in part at least, is that this is always a choice we make. How we focus our life, how we focus our attention, if, we're, if our energy is, if our energetic signature is joyful, then we show it, but we have to choose it. Doesn't just happen accidentally. And you can see it in people's eyes too. Oh yeah, uh, some, a twinkle. 
There's a twinkle. There's a, I, I had an aunt in particular, Aunt Dee we, uh, was her name. And, and uh, I was just telling Joyce just the other day, she always had that twinkle. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing, absolute joy. You know, you could just really see it in her whole yeah. being. And it's I, contagious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. I had an aunt, Rosie, who had a secret <laughs> smile. Really? She It was amazing. You just, she liked, you could tell that behind that face, there was a smile just ready to burst out. And sure enough, for any reason at all, there, there would be. <laughs> it just, it was amazing. We loved her. Yeah. And so how did Tom, here's a question for you. When life is cascading upon you, when karma is coming down upon you, how do you feel joy? Well, I the first thing that came to mind for me was that I recognize that the descending cascade is God's mercy helping me to gain self-mastery and move forward on the path to get closer to my ascension. So by having these issues come back for resolution and transmutation, I can be joyful that I'm having the opportunity to do that. Yeah, and, and the same for me. You know, if there's a particular pain in somewhere in your body or whatever, you just you, eventually you learn to say, well, thank you, God. There's got to be a reason for this, and I'm really grateful it's coming. I'm come still around. working on that, Jerry. <laughs> are you? Are you? Well, I'll, I'll write down what I you, say to you. myself and send it to you. You know, well, I, I kind of see something a little bit different aspect of that. When when you're feeling burdened and and almost without hope, you know, God give me hope. Yes, that's a legitimate prayer. Or God give me uh, joy. But you have to. You have to pull that out from the depth of your being, from your heart, from your God presence, almost to speak back to the weight mm. and, and the burden of karma or whatever it is, or the loss or the grief, which mm. is very powerful in people's lives. There's no doubt about it. And so I am going to be grateful. I'm going to be joyful because it is the nature of God, not because I'm pretending these other things aren't around me, right. but because it is yeah. who I am within the center of my being. God in me is joyful. And because God in me is joyful, I can be joyful. Right. And what we focus on is what we get. Yeah. And we're, we're, we say this so often that we are powerful co-creators, that we're utilizing God's energy to think, to do, to act. And if we don't pay attention to that accountability, we're going to fall off the beam. Well, as we've often talked talk before, is because other people read at inner levels, if you will, what we do, someone's got to manifest joy on this planet. Or, you know, people aren't going to have hope. But if they can tune into either your physical presence or at a spiritual level to your manifestation of joy in your being, which is not a, a false joy that's brought on by, you know, frivolous things or alcohol or whatever. It's the joy of God that will give other people hope. And so that's another reason to be that instrument of joy. Well, indeed. And, you know, last week's show, we talked about becoming a transformer of love. And the thing that blocks the flow of love most often is fear. And fear can be a very potent antidote to joy because if you feel fear, you feel some sense of loss or whatever, it's hard to find joy in that moment, like you're saying, Sid. But nonetheless, it is available. And, and it's almost like taking a stand. I had a friend of mine that keeps, you know, has told me numerous times that she's gone through very, very difficult things. She says, I will not let them take my hope. In other words, she affirms that hope is real, mm -hmm. and whatever the outer circumstances, and that could be true of joy or whatever the God quality you're thinking of, I will not let them take my joy because it is a part of God, and I am a part of God, and therefore, in spite of everything that I may be going through at that particular moment, I'm not going to let them take that from me. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, and and I'm thinking of the 12 lines of the clock. We have the cosmic clock with these wonderful qualities that go all the way around, and 
and I'm sure we've got a publication easily available uh, where people can learn more about that. But if you focus on the God qualities, the 12 God qualities of that cosmic clock and give prayers to that daily, that's going to manifest, you know. I think so. Is, isn't it Navigate? Now, I'm drawing a blank here. I know there's one book that we have called The Odyssey of Your Soul, which is based on the cosmic clock. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also on, on you know, the, the Odyssey, the story. And, and yes. so forth. And, and we have a book on the Cosmic Clock, too. I can't think of the title of it offhand. I'd well, Cosmic Clock's in the title. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to tsl.org slash bookstore and put in Cosmic Clock, you'll find it. You'll find something. Yeah. You Normally, know, I'm better prepared. I have my little bibliography, but not today. That's you know, okay. these things, it all comes back to choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, God help us. I don't want to give that poor lady a bad time, but... How could you choose to go 122 years without joy in your heart or something oh, of some God. kind, you know, without being judgmental? Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are qualities of God. And, you know, again, because we are sons and daughters of God, let us embrace those qualities. As you said, Tom, you become what you focus on. It's yes. a very simple thing. And so let us focus on that. And, and look what you do to other people. When you bring joy into their lives, um, you know, you change people. You oh, give them yeah. encouragement. And help, and we'll be talking later on the program, Mr. Prabhu, about you know compassion and sympathy, and you <laughs> yes. know how very diametrically opposed they are. But when see people see the presence of joy in you, regardless of how you're doing or they're doing, it it changes them, it affects them. Well, you become a magnet in a way, or a pole, <clears throat> where you may never know who it is you're affecting, but you definitely have an impact on who's around you when your joy is being expressed, particularly if it's expressed in an unfettered manner. Because people pick it up. There's a vibration. There's that read, that auric assessment that's made. And they know it. And they you you lift them up, whether they're... And you know, you've heard the story. I, I mean, I've heard this number of times where somebody's manifesting the joy and the happiness of God and so forth. Yeah, but you don't have the problems I have. <laughs> right. But you know what? Very often those people have just the same or worse problems. Yeah. They have chosen to manifest themselves differently even in light of that well again you know some of our common themes are embracing life as it comes with grace and gratitude that that's a choice yeah and and, you know it can be very very simple to pass that joy i mean if you if you see somebody that's got uh, like a lady that's got a nice looking outfit on don't just keep it to yourself say you know that's a really nice looking outfit you've got on and and you may make their day you may make their week yeah. Or their month, depending yeah. upon what their own situation is, they may live in a home where there's no harmony. Yeah, you know, and we we've, we've got to help people get over that, and we can do that with mm-hmm. just just kind thoughts, you know. I mean, kind thoughts heal. Wasn't yeah. that one of the yeah. themes we had? Well, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind words heal. Yeah, it, it, yeah. kind words heal. Well, it, it doesn't take much effort. No, you know, it it's whatever's going on in our lives. We always have the option to climb above it just a little bit, long enough to take a look over the top and say, you know. Grace, gratitude, joy, that's what I'm going to choose. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know next week we're doing a show on worthiness and condemnation and so forth. And there's many people that are very hard on themselves, oh. condemn themselves for their sins and mistakes. Let's, we've all made it, folks, so yeah. you're not alone in that. Um, and sometimes they just need someone to recognize the light within them. Yeah. You know, as simple as, you know, you know I'm glad you're here today. Terry. Precisely. You know, I'm, yeah. I really am. That's from my heart. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. You know, oh, so so kindness, joy, gratitude. I mean, oh, compassion. You know, courage plays a part too because it takes courage sometimes to make these choices. Yeah. it's easy to wallow in what's going on with you. This on a negative side because it's easy, but to rise above that, 
takes a bit of doing, but practice makes and, perfect. And that's not a denial of what you need to go through. Not at For all. instance, grief. Grief is something that we all go through, every person on this planet. And it's not something, we don't pretend it doesn't exist or pretend it doesn't affect us because it does. And that's okay if we work through these things. But it's, again, like Gautama Buddha having all the world in his aura and the darkness and the bleakness and the hopelessness of many and having joy as well. So as he meditates on the Divine Mother. So this is this is the first steps in gaining mastery, if well, you will. Didn't Buddha say all life is suffering? And suffering is derived from desire. Wrong desire, yeah. Wrong desire. I mean. And one of his first initiations was to see uh, people that were hurting along the side of the road. He would he had been kept from it as yeah. a as the son of a very That's rich right. family. Siddhartha. He'd been sheltered. He'd know. been sheltered, yeah. Well, we're not sheltered. <laughs> <laughs> Except in the bosom of Abraham, right? Well, we're, sh- <laughs> yeah, we're sheltered in the love of God. Yeah. I mean, we are sheltered. I like that, the you know bosom that? of Abraham. That goes back to your Baptist days? Well, it wasn't Baptist, but it <laughs> well, was... Uh, close enough. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love hearing about your history. I love hearing coming singing or humming, there's room in the cross for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we're talking about joy. We are. Well, we're having fun doing it. We are we? indeed. Well, yeah. you know, we got to take a break. When we come back, more on the powerful magnet called joy. Please stay with us. Back in a flash. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Hello, we're back, and we're having fun today talking about love and joy, nice things, happy things. You know, joy, it's, it's magnetic, it's contagious, and it basically transforms all that it touches. Here's more. Number five, increase the magnet of your heart by activating joy and gratitude. Gratitude is such a wonderful flame, being grateful for everything, for the stars, for the sun, for friends, for this country, for the whole world. Joy goes hand in hand with love. Joy is contagious, it's magnetic. If you have joy, you can give and receive more love. Jesus told the disciples, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. There's something very powerful in joy. Think of reasons why you can be joyous every day. Joy is the motor of life. Jesus said, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, that your joy might be full. Jesus isn't going to give us a half a cup of joy. He's going to give us a full cup running over. One way to activate your joy is to simply be grateful every day of your life. Gratitude is the best antidote I know for anger, anxiety, and depression. Try this exercise. In the morning, send love to God. Then send love to those you love. Then send love to your enemies. By the time I get finished giving this to you today, you're probably going to walk out the door and have the challenge of meeting someone that has been your enemy. And I want you to put your arms around that enemy. You promise me you're going to do that? You know, this happened to me recently where someone thought they were my enemy. I didn't consider them my enemy. I was apologizing to this person because I thought I could have spoken to them in a better way the last time I saw them, which was several years. So I put out my hand to shake his hand, and he said, I'm not going to shake your hand. You know, he refused to shake my hand. And I said, well, I need to love you, and so I'm going to love you. And I stood there and I told him that. I am going to love you and it doesn't matter whether you love me or not because I need to love you. So that was the parting. And hopefully one of these days a new coming together will bring the full forgiveness on this person's part. For my part, I trust in God to do the rest. Do you remember what the disciples said when Jesus appeared to them on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection? They said, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? 
Yes, our hearts burn within us when we are in the presence of the Great Ones. That flaming heart is unmistakable. You can have the flaming heart. You can have the threefold flame. You can expand it. In fact, you can do anything that you decide to do. And that's what this seminar is all about. It's a practical spirituality where you continually add to your own being, your own consciousness, your own aura, your own universe, the love of God to all people. Did not our heart burn within us? When you intensify joy and gratitude and your heart becomes a giant magnet of love, you may feel a physical burning in your heart. How many of you have felt that physical burning? That's a wondrous experience because it's very real and you know you're tied to someone who's very great, one of the great ones, that burning in your heart. Look around and see who's near you. Or maybe you've touched the hem of someone who is in the ascended octaves. It's a wonderful thing to know. Our hearts burn within us and there's only one reason. It's because God is very close. It could be that you are feeling the return current of God's love. Or it could be the Holy Spirit burning up ancient records of accumulated effluvia around the heart. Maybe you've earned that, and God is doing that for you right now, burning up the old records in your heart. If the Ma Johan bestows upon you this boon, be supremely grateful. 6. Establish heart perspective. Heart perspective. The Ascended Master St. Germain once said, The point of reality is the heart. Heart perspective. Centered in your heart, you can see all things as they are. Practice seeing, thinking, doing through the heart. Whatever you do, even if it's serving someone a cup of coffee, can be an extension of your heart flame. In his book, Legacy of the Heart, Wayne Muller relates a Vietnamese folktale that describes the difference between heaven and hell. In hell, he says, everyone is given an abundance of food and then given chopsticks that are a yard long. <laughs> Each person has all the food they need, but because the chopsticks are too long, the food never reaches their mouths. In heaven, the image is exactly the same. Everyone is given an abundance of food and their chopsticks are also a yard long. But in heaven, the people use their chopsticks to feed one another. <laughs> A single act of compassion can instantly transform hell into heaven. So many people go straight for the juggler vein. Turn this around and let all your interactions go straight for the heart. Straight for the heart. If you want to give and receive more love, go to the God who dwells in the hearts of the people. Consciously make an effort to relate to the beauty of the soul and not to the outer personality. The outer personality often lies is not sincere, will not speak the truth to you. Go within and commune with the beauty of a soul and develop true compassion. Don't judge. Jesus said, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. You never know what burden your neighbor is carrying. Open your heart to your neighbor and tune in to what he is going through. Some people on the spiritual path are myopic. They are so aware of their own struggles they don't see what's happening all around them. Wake up! Millions need your prayers. Put up posters of the homeless, the starving, the sick, and the dying. 
those who are burdened with AIDS, to remind yourself of their plight. Remind yourself every day that someone is in deep pain. Someone may be dying. Someone may be going through tremendous turmoil. 7. Stretch a little bit every day. Someone once came to me for counseling and complained, I don't have any friends. I told them they were looking at it from the wrong direction. Are you a friend to anybody? I asked. You can't have friends unless you're first a friend yourself. It's the same way with love. It's like the old Beatles song, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. In other words, you will reap what you sow. Mother Teresa has defined service as love in action. She says true love is a giving until it hurts. That's another sign you can put up on the wall or on your refrigerator. True love is a giving until it hurts. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into the giving, she says. We do no great things. We only do small things with great love. St. Germain says that if you want to expand the love in your heart, then go out and find those who need your love and give cup upon cup of love's elixir to all who will receive your love. Stay with this assignment until you feel the strength of God's love in your heart. Stretch. Do something you don't want to do. Stretch. Do something you don't want to do. That's what St. Francis did, and it changed his life. Francis had always been terrified of leprosy. One day he came upon a leper covered with sores. Just the sight of the man repulsed him. But instead of letting his aversion get the upper hand, he had a breakthrough. This is St. Francis. We all have to come up the ladder, don't we? As he reached out to give the leper alms, Francis kissed him. It was a turning point in Francis's life. From then on, he devoted himself to serving the sick. Is there a leper in your life who needs your love? Something or someone who repulses you? Open your heart and embrace that person. There is nothing more rewarding than getting past that level. Don't be afraid to go to bed spent every night because you have given your all. God will always refill your cup. 8. Establish vertical versus horizontal relationships. So many times we try to connect horizontally, side to side, directly from person to person. On my own spiritual path, I have found that in order to have a deep and truly satisfying connection with anyone, I have to move vertically through the nexus of my higher self and their higher self. There I find the deep communion and resolution. Here's another way to look at this vertical interaction. When you reach out to another, you are really giving your love to God because you are serving the God who lives within the friend, the child, the co-worker, the elderly woman you help get into a car. One time Vivekananda and his disciples were worshipping in front of the picture of their guru, Sri Ramakrishna. Vivekananda was holding a tray of flowers. He meditated for a while, then suddenly took the tray and placed a flower on the head of each disciple, in effect worshipping them one by one. Then he offered what was left before the picture of his guru. He recognized and bowed to the God who lived within his students. And we also bow to the God within you, you know, remember that when you reach out to another, you're already serving God, and God will always refill your cup. Back in a moment.
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back once again. Today we're talking about healing your heart. And actually, this is part two of a series, a brief two-part series. And today we're focusing on joy, uh, gratitude, compassion, courage, and forgiveness. And the question would be, in this case, is there a difference between sympathy and compassion? We would say it's like night and day. Here's more. Learn to distinguish between compassion and sympathy. Sympathy is a deadly force. It doesn't do anybody any good. Compassion is vertical. Sympathy is horizontal. Sympathy is agreeing with a human being where you find him. It's allowing him to feel sorry for himself, to indulge in his weaknesses. Sympathy identifies with the ego rather than with the higher self of others. Compassion, on the other hand, dips into the fires of the heart to uplift and ennoble others, to bring them to a new dimension of their reality. We have to help children in this way. Children tend to feel sorry for themselves now and then. We need to give them wide horizons. For example, don't let people indulge themselves in feeling sorry for themselves. Sometimes we have to give people we love the most a good swift kick in the pants to wake them up. And they'll thank us because it's the best thing we ever did for them. 
Compassion means that we don't dwell on people's imperfections, but that we love the soul who is striving to become whole. That's who we love, the striving soul. We want to help that soul. We want to help each other. We want to be brothers and sisters. We want to carry this message all over the planet. Right? We must recognize the soul's potential and we hold the vision for the soul to fulfill that potential. Treat the soul the same way you would treat a child. When a child is learning to write his letters and he shows you his first crude attempt, you tell him what a wonderful job he's done. You don't belittle him because the curves of the S are going in the wrong direction. You praise him and you raise him up. And the little smile he flashes your way is your reward. Try doing that with everyone you meet. Compliment their noble effort. Remember, their noble effort might not be your noble effort, but they did something wonderful and you need to tell them. There's a small town in Pennsylvania by the name of Rosetto whose citizens were healthier than anywhere else in the country. They had the lowest heart disease rates and very low rates of senility. Why? The researcher who studied this extraordinary community said that the single biggest factor was a remarkable cohesiveness and sense of unconditional support within the community. The people of Rosetto felt unconditional support, connectedness, love. Why don't we give unconditional love to one another, whether we happen to like each other or not, or we happen to not like who's wearing what or who's saying what or what kind of accent they talk in or where they came from? If we are to have a worldwide community of the Holy Spirit, we must begin by doing what Jesus, Gautama, and all the great ones have said. We must love one another as the great ones have loved us. Then you'll see the Holy Spirit in our midst. Then you'll see the miracles where we have argumentation and fighting and in this country and that country around the world. People don't get anywhere because they're vying for power. They're not going to the center within. We have to put our differences aside. Guard the heart against forces of anti-love. Forces of anti-love are abroad in the world. The heart is extremely sensitive to all types of vibrations. Don't let it be bombarded by dissonant sounds or discord. Protect your heart by giving decrees to Archangel Michael specifically for the protection of your heart. In the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu has some good advice for guarding the heart. He advises, block the passages, shut the doors, let all sharpness be blunted, all tangles be untied, all glare be tempered, all dust be smoothed. This is called the mysterious leveling. Those are the words of Lao Tzu. Dust is the Taoist symbol for the noise and the fuss of everyday life. Sometimes guarding the heart means drawing boundaries. Don't allow yourself to be dumped on. I've learned this lesson the hard way over the years. I've had people call me up and get into a tirade of anger. And when I should have hung up the phone, I stayed on the phone. And I found that I took into my body and into my heart the pain that was coming to me over that telephone call. So we have to remember that when people are angry, we must softly explain to them that we will be happy to talk to them later when they are feeling better, but just now we will have to conclude the conversation. So don't let people beat up on you 
in your four lower bodies or anywhere. Protect the flame. Protect the chakras. The mantra that we must give, dealing with forces of anti-love, in the name of God, I am that I am, in the name Archangel Chamuel. Be gone, forces of anti-love. 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 That's a decree of Chamula and Charity. It's very powerful. Use it when you need it. Don't let the forces of anti-love enter your home, disrupt your family life, and cause major upheavals. Cultivate softness. Lao Tzu taught, There is nothing softer and weaker than water, and yet there is nothing better for attacking hard and strong things. The weak overcomes the strong, and the softness overcomes the hard. The softest, most pliable thing in the world runs roughshod over the firmest thing in the world. Softness is ultimate strength. Softness is a nurturing, giving attitude. Rather than reacting to another's anger or emotions with more anger and emotions, softness is responding from a position of centeredness, from a heart perspective. When you are heart-centered, you can deal with someone in a very soft way. If you're way over here or way over there, you can't quite pull it off. You need to be centered. A Taoist saying puts it this way, If you do not contend with anyone, no one can contend with you. In a very Taoist way, the book of Proverbs expresses the same truth. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. With patience a judge may be cajoled, a soft tongue breaks bones. You can think of weakness or softness as a receptive mode where unnatural, forceful human actions give way to the natural movement of the heart. Rigidity and resistance to changes on the job, in relationships, on the world scene, will make you brittle. And brittle things can break. Softness, on the other hand, is flexibility. Softness allows your heart to stay open, and that's what we want, our hearts to be always open to someone who is dealing with a burden, with sorrow, with whatever. It allows you to give and receive more love. In order to do this, then, let us protect the heart. As a wise commentator once said, Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. <laughs> Last but certainly not the least, in order to give and receive more love, love and nourish yourself. Jesus said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Not many people think of it this way, but how can you really love your neighbor if you don't first love yourself? Harville Hendricks wrote recently in an article in New Age Journal, Not only does unconscious self-hatred get in the way of expressing love, it also interferes with receiving love. 
You cannot feel worthy of accepting love if you unconsciously hate yourself or even hate some part of yourself. Gautama Buddha said, You can look the whole world over and never find anyone more deserving of love than yourself. You have to love yourself first, then you'll love everyone. Be realistic about yourself, your negatives and your positives, and work hard on overcoming the negatives. But don't forget to play hard, too. Learn to laugh at yourself, your foibles, and enjoy life. Love yourself, and you'll love the whole world. <laughs> now, that is definitely perennially excellent advice. <laughs> love yourself, laugh at yourself, enjoy life. we got about a minute here. You want to add any comments to this before we go to a break? Oh, boy, I really, uh, <laughs> I really liked when she focused on uh, uh, cultivate softness. Yes. You know, and then all the examples that she gave, and especially water. Water will wear, 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 <laughs> you know, wear I, away stones. Someone I know was in a group setting a number of years ago, and people had different tables around, and they were, <clears throat> they were coming to that. It was a very politically charged uh, topic that was being talked about. And this person came up to this friend of mine and started screaming at the top of their voice at her. And, of course, the rest of the room becomes silent. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, how would I, I mean, how would anyone react in that? And this friend of mine, God lover, she very peacefully, she never said a word, the thing finished, and then she had a very soft word in response. Mm -hmm. And people will forget what was said, but they won't forget the way she handled it. Oh, That's yeah. right. That's you know, right. and I thought, boy, uh, I'm not sure I would have passed <laughs> that test quite so well, because no one likes to be yelled at and screamed at, especially in a public place. That's mastery. So uh, the idea of not needing to defend your human consciousness, but to be that presence of God, that softness, that light, that love, that is the message. It's not even the words. It's the vibration of your being and dealing with those things that sends a very powerful message, much more powerful than the yell. Indeed, a soft answer turns back wrath. Well, let's take a break. One more segment to come up. We'll wrap things up. Be back in about two minutes. Please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. 
And thanks, everybody, for staying with us. Uh, Today we're talking about healing the heart, how important it is because we ascend through the heart and we can actually have the decrees that we give give our, our devotions every day through the heart, not necessarily through the throat chakra. But I want to go back to something here. Oftentimes in these programs, there are these loose ends that um, kind of come up, and we want to make sure they don't get unraveled too far. One of them was uh, the greatest gift we can give to a brother is to get laid down our lives. And there are many ways of interpreting that. I want to just throw out one that I think is important to understand. By giving up your ego, giving up your pride, giving up whatever it is about you that's human, sometimes that is laying down your life for your brother or sister. Because if you allow yourself not to be caught in their tempest, but give them the soft answer, the soft retort, just to be that soft water, that is in a way laying down your life because you're not invested in it personally in a human manner. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's an interesting take on it. I usually think about laying down your life as actually giving up your life, you know, but yeah. it's it's done in many other subtle ways. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think it's the concept of, yes, Jesus and the concept lay down his life. <clears throat> as the friend of our souls. But we can also, you know, we don't have to lay down our life at the physical level. We can live for that teaching and mm-hmm. that light. And that, in essence, is giving up our human desires and going after the spiritual ones. Exactly. And I think that's the difference. In other words, it's not an escape, so to speak. And sometimes, unfortunately, the, the physical lives of people have been required, um, as was with Jesus. But more importantly, are willing to give up, as you suggest, Tom, our human existence, desires, and needs for others. I mean, Mother Teresa. I mean, if you, there's a number of movies out about Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. But one I saw, you know, when she starts out on her mission um, to give love to people, they did not welcome her with open arms. No, they did not. <laughs> they viewed her as a threat. How dare you come here? You're not even, you know, you're a Christian. We're not Christians. Well, how dare you come out here? And they were screaming and yelling at her. And you can imagine, you know, how many people would have gotten discouraged, you know, well, they don't want my love. I'll just go home, you know, so to speak. But she persisted, and the presence of that love converted their hearts. It's amazing. But don't expect people to throw rose petals uh, <laughs> in front of you on this path of love. Because Jesus came with the greatest love you can imagine, and he just made these fallen angels angry. You know, they were livid because his presence um was so contradicts who they were, it demonstrated their lack of love, and that made them angry. So choosing the path of love is choosing to, that path regardless of what others think, and it's again what happened to Mother Teresa. But her presence and the continuation of that did change people's hearts, and so it will with you. So we choose this path of love or joy or forgiveness or whatever, and as happened to Mrs. Prophet, when that individual would not forgive her, even though she wanted to sort of move on, um, we still have to be that. We have to yeah. recognize that's sort of a challenge or, or that goes with this territory, so to speak. When you embrace these qualities, not everyone will want them. But the fact you're demonstrating these qualities will change not only you, but other people as well. Well, you know, it raises another question, too, as to resistance, opposition, that there are literally forces afoot that want to thwart our upward progress. You know, you heard uh, Mrs. Prophet do a very brief decree from uh, Archangel Chamuel on uh, be, be gone, forces of anti-love. Yeah. And that may be an interesting concept for many of you to hear because that's not something that's talked about very often. But nonetheless, they do exist. And, and people, you know, the, the forces of darkness don't want you to embody the qualities of God. Because number one, it sort of shows their anti-qualities, if you will. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't yeah. like to be exposed. And it's a threat to them because as you embody the qualities, God, you are growing spiritually. 
And that's the last thing they want because they love to steal your light and trick you into this. And they've been doing it to us for a very long time. And so they don't want you to make spiritual progress. And so we have to take a stand and say, the light, the love, the presence of God, the joy of God, the gratitude of God is more important in my life than whatever opposes it. And, you know, that's the striving and the work that we do. And there are enough wonderful, sweet, precious people out there that will respond to that flame of love, will be encouraged, will do better because you have been there. You have been that instrument of light and love, as Mrs. Prophet talked about in the beginning of this lecture last week. Yeah. So the transformer. Yes. And so this is the path we choose because it is the path of God. You know, go ahead, Terry. Uh, well, I was going to say, I, I like the way she... She demonstrated <clears throat> to that person that refused to love her back. I have to love you. Regardless, <laughs> it's important that I love you. Yeah. I need to love you. And so that's really taking a very strong stand. And it shows that we can initiate the change yeah. in the world. Indeed. By having that same attitude. And, you know, as this probably again mentioned, judge not lest ye be judged. And, of course, this is the trap that people fall into. And it's related to forgiveness as well. I, you know, I can't forgive you for what you did to me, quote unquote. And as we learned last week, uh, the teaching is you forgive the soul and call for justice for the human consciousness or that created that act. And so you always want to be in that, that perspective of not, um, not refusing to give that love because of something the other person did. You can always love the soul, even if you can't love the outer actions of the individual. So, and if we don't do that, if we judge people, and of course, you, all you have to do is look at the internet and the media, people are screaming and condemning each other left and right, whatever <laughs> political persuasion they are. Yeah. Um, and so that's not gonna get them any place because you will be judged as you judge others. You have to have discernment and understanding and that there is a, a cosmic justice and even a legal justice that must go forth but we have to be so quick not to condemn others because as we condemn others, we're essentially condemning ourselves. Indeed. You know, at the close of last week's show, we were talking about, actually we were reinforcing an idea that was part of the program's content, one of the central threads, and it engendered conversation in my life after the fact. People that heard the show actually talked to me about this and said, wow, you know, I had not thought about this particular aspect of the, this road to love and heart healing, but it was make peace with God. Remember, we talked about that at some length last week. Yeah. And it's amazing how people go, oh, you know, that's an amazing concept because I think that I've been carrying with me some pain. I blamed God for this or that. I, something I didn't understand. I said, well, God, why don't you make it clear to me? And we were blaming God. And anyway, the point was and is to make peace with God is an essential part of your healing. Well, I think, too, that people, you know, God, I've done everything you've asked me to do. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever said that before? <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> I've done my prayers. I've improved my diet. Da, 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 da. I've given up all these things. And now we're like, look, I've done my part. How about you, God? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, isn't that, isn't that human nature? Uh, it is human and nature. It, but it's understanding, you know, God is still waiting on us. And what doing all those things are wonderful. But, you know, it, it's like our love can't be conditional to God. We can't say, God, I'll love you, and here's my checklist. <laughs> right. If you meet all these, then you've got, got me. You, you know? got me. And it's like an imitation of Christ. You know, <laughs> Many are willing to, are happy when they sup with Jesus, but as soon as he leaves, they get mad. They're not being comforted the way they think they should be. You know, We have to choose the God qualities because they are God qualities, not because we think God's going to do something for us. Because there are times when God will not be there. This happened to every one of the saints. The absence, the dark night, we've talked about that. So choose to embody the qualities of God, 
unconditionally to how other people react to you and to how you think God should react. And even as I say those words, I know this is not easy, and I would be the last to say I have that mastery. But we could still have that understanding that our love, as God's love for us is unconditional, so we have to have that unconditional love for God and for the God in others. And the suggestion was made that as we go to bed at night, give love to God, as well as giving love to our loved ones and those that we maybe have as on our enemies list. You know, and it's yeah. along with forgiving ourselves, we have to forgive God. Yeah. You know, it's like I remember a teaching I heard once where, you know, certain behaviors by people are, are yearning for the Divine Mother and they're very self destructive behaviors, whether it be drugs or misuse of the sacred fire, all these things. They're trying to get the attention of the Divine Mother. And of course, that's the opposite of what you want to do to get the attention because we have driven away the Divine Mother by our action seeds, but there's a part of us that desperately wants that presence of the Mother in our lives. And people haven't been taught how to find it spiritually, and so they look for it in outer ways. Well, before we go away today, let's kind of tease next week's show just a little bit, because it's one of our central themes about worthiness. And with the antidote to worthiness, of course, is condemnation mm-hmm. and its various flavors. Not Criticism. the antidote, the opposite. The opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> One does not cancel the other out in, in that. Anyway. <laughs> you, and it's going to be titled, You Are Worthy to Embrace Your Divinity Now. Yeah. Good title, Tom. Not tomorrow, not some other time, but Just do it right now. now well, I think Mrs. Prophet sort of alluded to that in, you know, you're loving yourself. You're not, you don't pretend you don't have challenges or you have karma or what else, but it's that balance of not you know, putting yourself way down or exalting yourself way high when mm. when you're in neither of those places. Yeah. But having that point of balance and how crucial it is to a happy life and spiritual progress. Well, thank you both. Yeah. Again, thank you all for being here and part of our program's uh, audience. Uh, you're part of the mandala. We talk about so many times it makes it the reason we do this. It's for you, for us, all of us to ascend. Anyway, Terry... Yes, Tom. What if they want to tell us something? <laughs> Do you want my line? Yeah, would you please? Okay, what's my line? With John Daly, right? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, boy. Sorry, went back. <laughs> uh, uh, we are at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. <laughs> and that's where you can write to us, email us, and yep. let us know your concerns, your questions, you know. Yeah, make them easy questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the meaning of life? Oh, how high is up? No, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. I can't handle it, Mr. Sid can handle it. Mr. Sid, yes. Thank yeah. you. Well, again, thank you all. And, you know, though the upward path may occasionally be difficult, the rewards are out, out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.